and all that and it was like so you know we're bantering on that and i'm like no no i'm not gonna do the thing where i i change my twitter handle to chief complaint officer or you know some of the stuff going on because i think musk had his like chief tweeter and he just changed his his handle to chief complaint uh officer (laughs) uh because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of nervousness around twitter right now yeah with the changes and 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 this vision that musk has for what twitter what he wants twitter to be and what he wants to kind of do with that but it, it's that leadership visions and executing and whatnot so yeah, yeah. you know you know you, you set a pl- you know set a foundation have points you want to make and hopefully it turns out into something yeah. grand so yeah i mean and that's the thing it's just it's like and I've told a few people I will go with the way my intuition is telling me to go until someone tells me to back off. Oh, yeah. You just want to make sure, you know, you you stick to your guns, you do what works. And if it works, you just kind of improve on it little by little. And, you know, yeah, and I'm I'm trying to sell my vision to 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 others. And I mean, it's it's some of the old like the John Maxwell leadership books and a bunch of others was like true leaders getting have a vision and can get people to help them execute them. yeah so it's find them people find them right people yep finding them people is the thing but anyway so it is wednesday wednesday night yes sir wednesday we got daylight savings time coming up this weekend yep so course, i was reminded out, daylight savings times will already happen so remember it's fall set your clocks ahead an hour or a back an hour yep fall, fall back. back spring yeah, forward yeah. also next week's a voting day yep so it's uh lots of things coming down the pipeline oh yeah lots of next week's gonna be absolutely bonkers isn't a veterans day next weekend next week too yep. it's the 12th right am i correct i think 11th 11th okay Veterans Day is the 11th, but it's also, and that's in the U.S., Yeah, it's also called Remembrance Day in Canada. Yeah. Basically, November 11th is the one day that a large majority of the allied countries all have set aside as a holiday. Yes. Now, I say that, does that clue you in on to what November 11th is? I feel like it has something to do with um, World War II. Close. Yeah. World War One. World War One. Okay. Armistice, it was originally Armistice Day, November eleventh, uh, was the end of World War One, uh, where they signed the treaty in in Paris in the trolley car, um, and so the world kind of acknowledged that as a holiday. Over the years in the U.S., it's changed into a fully federal, a full fully fledged holiday on the eleventh. Uh, for me, it's kind of it's for me. It's like the 11th is cool. I have a friend whose birthday is on the 11th. Yeah. But for me, I'm more excited about November 10th than I am. I, I'm 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 respectful of November 11th, but I'm excited about November 10th. Um, and that is because that is the Marine Corps birthday. Yep. So. Hoorah. <laughs> am I right? Oh yeah. Okay, but, I got it. I, hopefully, I got it right. Do you want to get? Right. You got it right. Do you want to get the the stabby stabbies over here? So. Oh no no no. <laughs> The sword, the Run me out the, the house. The sword's in the closet. Yeah. The K-bar's in the closet. Oh, no. It's like, <laughs> don't yeah. do it. You Marine know. Corps, Marine Corps birthday next week. So all kinds of fun. All right. That does sound like fun. I do know. So you're going to I'm gonna see a lot of posts of military stuff, which is grand and great to see. Oh, yeah. It's so. good to be respectful. Always I mean, going to be respectful. Yeah. You know. All right. So bop, bop, bop. what about you, Ryan? What you what, what what's on your mind? What's on my mind is a tired mind because busy with work and busy with school. Weekend was just action packed with trying to get through this uh, take home midterm and all the readings I got to do, but got it done. And also I do trivia um, at a place over in Virginia Beach. Um, they do uh, every other weekend like uh, special trivia. So it was horror themed. Um, so we did that and then that's pretty much it, you know. A lot of my time taken up with the, the school works, so not much else uh, going on right now. This weekend, though, is going to be interesting. Lots of fun things coming on. Oh, really? This what's weekend. happening this weekend? Well, there's a party. 
on Saturday. Saturday's my mom's birthday as well. Oh, wow. And then uh, I heard that some cousins from Australia are coming to visit over the weekend. So got to make time with that on top of all the schoolwork I got to do. So, yeah, fun times ahead. And it's uh, the Day of the Dead Festival at our local brewery farmhouse. So I'll try to sneak out there because that's the day when they release my favorite drink, the Azul Cider. So got to go. Some of that up. Yeah, got to get this weekend. Yep. But, you know, I got other things going on, so might not be able to sneak out to it. It's on Saturday. Oh, you, might, you might have to just outsource uh, a farmhouse run. You have to, you'd have to find somebody who'd be willing to go over there and pick it up. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you got a long Rolodex yeah. of people who could, who, could, who could do that, who might live close. Oh, yeah. If not, I could pick up the drink during the week sometime, just sneak out there and get the case and bring it back home kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's, a, that's, a, that's an option, too. Yep. But I definitely like the Day of Dead Festival, so I'll try to sneak out there if I can. But, you know, I'm busy, busy. So, oh, yeah. Got to do what I got to do. I mean, it's all good. Um, so, yeah, uh, quick shout out to Sirenscape. Sirenscape.com for soundboards and background musics. We're listening to the uh, Scuba Studio sound set that I put together from, based on their published uh, sound sets, uh, which just shows you they have a wide variety of things to pick from. Western, uh, sci-fi, cyberpunk. Uh, fantasy, it's all there. And they have a great online player. We're actually utilizing that um, and playing through. So a lot of cool things with that. Go check them out. Sirenscape.com for more information and to be a subscriber. Sirenscape. Yep, check yep. them out. All righty. So what do we got on the docket today? We, we, got, got, a, we got a review and some news articles. It'll be a light day today. A light day, mostly just uh, chilling. We'll I mean, see how light it gets. Yeah, we'll see. We see the vibrato and everything. Well. We move with the rhythm. Well, let's get to it. Let's go ahead and hit that review up. Yeah. Irony. What we'll be talking about is sticking needles after getting a needle stuck in my arm by a nurse. <laughs> the review that we're going to be about is The Good Nurse. Or is Good it? Good Nurse. Now, this is on Netflix, right? Yep. A Netflix original. Okay. Tell us about it. I haven't had a chance to All watch right. it. You told me about it way, way too late with yep. as busy as my week's been going. Oh, yeah. I know. But that's just because my weekend was packed. I didn't think I'd get in a movie. But somehow, some way, I did. Well, and good. yep, The Good Nurse is a, a Netflix original and has adapted from a book and also based on true events. So what it focuses on is on two characters, Amy Lothrin, uh played by Jessica Chastain. And she is a, a, a single mother, uh, a single mother, a working nurse, and she's also struggling with a certain heart problem. And through her troubles, she goes and befriends a new nurse that starts working at her hospital by the name of Charlie Cullen, played by Eddie Rentbane. So what happens in this film is basically uh, unnecessary deaths start happening at this hospital. And what this leads to is a criminal investigation that parallels with their friendship. And what you come to find out is that uh, there might be some sinister motives behind uh Cullen's um, working habits because what you find out is that Cullen's been going from hospital to hospital working and does he have ties to this uh, murdering streak that's happening? What, why is the hospital covering up certain things? So at the heart of this film is the relationship between Amy and Charlie and what makes this film great, what raises it above the, the procedural cop procedural kind of stuff with the criminal investigation and the mystery on what, why, and how, it's their relationship and their uh, the, the characters between them. Because you have this uh, woman that is struggling and then you have this guy who at first seems like he is honest and precious and is really there for her, but he also has this other side that she doesn't really know. And then as this mystery starts to unravel, she starts to learn the truth of the character and who is the person behind Charlie. And paralleling that procedural stuff which is very basic and cookie cutter um what lifts this film past that is the is the levity of the characters and it's just the honest dread that you see between the relationship and the fractures of both them as a human and as what they have to uncover and what they have to challenge each other in the truth that happens in these deaths so yeah so it's a typical procedural drama but what makes the film great are the characters and the acting between chastain and redmayne okay so when you started to say that about the guy who's like the he's passing from place to place yeah at some reason my mind my my, my mind flashed to the good son yeah 
So it's almost because that old horror film from yeah. long ago with Macaulay Culkin and uh, Elijah Wood. I believe that's who it is. Macaulay yeah. Culkin and Elijah Wood way, way back in the 90s. It's kind of it almost seemed like a good thing there was got a, a thriller vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, this is not much of a thriller or much okay. of a horror. It's a drama, but it's a procedural drama. So you have that crime element, that crime procedural. And then you have the dramatic element with these two characters. And you just find out that he's been a nurse at different hospitals and then he leaves. Um, but, you know, certain deaths happen at these hospitals. But what is the connection between him and those deaths? Because there's mm. nothing really there's no paper trail between it but for some reason he's the one one uh equation equal thing in that that puts the equation together why is he always at these hospitals when these deaths happen to the patients so and that's what the criminal stuff comes it's very basic but it doesn't take away from their acting because it's just the layers and depths and that little peeling of of uh, themselves and seeing a reflection in each other because they're both broken but how and why mm. Okay. So, so what do you call this? Overall, it was a fun uh, little uh, character film. Um, if you like criminal procedural dramas or character films or these actors, I say check it out. It's on Netflix. It's an original, but 3.5 out of 5. I would have liked to seen it in the theaters if I could. Nice. Yep. So I definitely would check it out if you like that procedural drama stuff. It's a little slow, but it is, that, it is on purpose, and that purposeful uh, slow burn does pay off oh. in the end. Don't mind the buttons. We're having a bit of technical difficulties. Blah, 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 blah. We are broken, but we aren't gone, people. We're no, here for you. It's not going to apply to the video. It's not going to apply to the audio version. No, sir. But we're here, and we we're clear, here. and we're ready to cheer. Yeah. So I didn't get the chance to say this. What I was thinking about it. It's like one of the things I was watching over the weekend is I was catching up and binging through uh, <clears throat> the legacies from the... Uh, Vampire Diaries uh, universe of of shows. What uh, what uh, streaming platform is that on? Uh, Netflix. Okay. You can find Vampire Diaries, the originals, and Legacies, which was the third show in the in the franchise, and it only went for four seasons and then was canceled, and that was the end of the Vampire Diaries whole universe. But <sighs> what you think about it? I. I started watching it, and then I dropped off watching it okay. for some reason. And then I went and I kind of, I wanted to see a particular moment. And I finally got to see that moment at the end. Um, and it was, as I was going through this, and it was the, it was like, I felt like the writers were getting tired. That usually happens in long running series. No, this is a, I mean, and this is a long running franchise. I yeah. mean, Vampire Diaries ran for seven seasons. The originals ran for five. Yeah. And for a while, it was running parallel to Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And then we introduced some of the we introduced a couple of the key care, uh, one or two of the key characters that's in the in Legacies at the final season of the originals. Yeah. As well as a little bit in Vampire Diaries. But it was the but watching through and getting to the later seasons, it's like, yeah, there's this this arc for a couple of characters, but it felt like it felt like a couple of you got to the point you were following two or three different storylines. OK, right. I mean, very, very much like a Game of Thrones or something like that, where you have multiple storylines. Mm -hmm. You have this cat. You have this ensemble cast of characters. And at some point, it's OK. These three characters are doing this thing. These two characters are doing this thing. And then this other group of characters is doing another thing. And then you have a couple people who left the show and they went off in a different way. But it was it 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 kind of felt like there was a point where we started to see kind of the the same format of an episode. OK, multiple times. There's some some set dressing differences and things like that. But one of the things, and, and it, it felt like the writers were getting tired because <laughs> they introduced an element called the therapy box. Okay. All right. And this is where the great idea, great idea uh, was the idea was that it would pull your conscious, you, you would, you would, you would connect to it uh, magically with your subconscious and you would, uh, you, you would go through kind of this scenario 
where you have to kind of resolve whatever issue you're dealing with subconsciously. <clears throat> great literary, great concept in my mind, right? Because it allows you to really open up and do new things, right? You're not, because like, that's where you get, when they do these, they get into like period type shows. Like the first one was a film noir uh, mystery. Okay. Where the cast is in different roles, you know. Y'all have seen this before. I mean, Voyager, Star Trek Voyager did it a lot. <laughs> okay. Because of the whole holodeck thing and whatnot. But All right. it, it, it same kind of concept, right? Okay. But after they first introduced it, it became like a regular set piece for shows. Okay. Like, it was like, this is that gateway to do an episode where you recast the characters in different roles. I mean, you, you, you like it's like these characters are these characters, but in these scenarios, they're the diff, they're different characters. So, yeah, the, there was the film noir one. There was a Western one. There was a couple of different things where it's just like it felt like you, you, you were running out of ideas. And this is this was kind of it. And to me, it just felt like the writing got tired. Yeah, that that does happen from time to time, especially if it's spinning its wheels. Uh, even if you try new things, it's not really new. And you're just like substituting one palette for another. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I did is I, I watched uh, two anime movies. Uh, the last Naruto movie and the one right before that. I can't remember the name of it, but... It was like, I, and all of this, all three of these are because I was sitting there, I'm watching through Instagram, and sometimes they have little clips from shows. And it's like, you see this clip from a show, and it's a show you liked, or the the cat, the characters you like, even if you're out of date on the show, but it kind of got like, I want to see what, what story this clip is from to get the full context of the clip. And so that's kind of what led me down that rabbit hole. But uh, the anime movies weren't bad. I definitely solid three out of five on both of those. Um, it's they're set toward the tail end of Naruto Shippuden. Um, I've seen the, the last one, the one that you're talking about. Yeah, the last Naruto movie, that one wasn't bad because that's that's taking place right before the wedding yeah. that ends the Shippuden thing and starts to set up for Baruto because one of the things I noticed watching um, that last arc of Shippuden is like you went from them finishing the war and everybody has their happy ending um, and whatnot. And, you know, and then it's like, it seems like we skip forward and now it's all leading up to the wedding of Naruto and Hinata. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Okay, because you kind of got a feeling the two of them were getting closer, but we it, it seemed like there was a chunk we skipped, and this movie kind of fills in that chunk rather well. Oh yeah, it, it it provides that that explanation, even though you know there were hints there already, oh, but yeah. just gives that explanation a little bit better. So it's was bad. I mean, not a whole lot to write home about, but you know, it's still. Something kind of fun to check out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If you're a fan of the series, you will definitely enjoy them. All righty. Yep. All right. So we'll cover that. So we got some news pieces next. Oh, yeah. A few. We got a couple of them here. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, three. Which one do you want to start with? Um, We can do the quick hitters or the at least uh, the first one is a quick hitter. Okay. GTA Vice City 20 years. Is this like a so this is a re-release of. Grand Theft Auto Vice City? No, it's just the celebrating that 20 years ago. This marks the 20th anniversary of the original game being released. Oh, um, this so, is the original GTA. Yeah, so no, no, oh. GTA Vice City. So it's, it was released on October 29, 2002, which has been 20 years to the date. So it's just a, just a article that goes in on how the Vice, uh, Vice City, you know, introduced a lot of different things gta 3 brought that open world to fruition in 3d but vice city kind of pushed the pushed the needle a little bit further because of the dynamics they introduced in there including uh, the voice cast 
Yeah, I gotta say, GTA is one of those franchises that I started started off when I heard about it. I was like, do I really want to play a game where I'm stealing cars and beating people up? Yeah. And it, it felt like it was one of the, it, to me, it felt like it was one of those things is like, what kind of message is this sending? I mean, I understand video games allow you to live vicariously as other people, uh, but with all the all the hostility from some groups over video games rotting your brain and violent, all this extreme violence because they play video games, it didn't feel like a great idea. And then we get into GTA V, which is notorious at this point, legendary, I would say, at this point. Um... And it was like, you know, I, I remember working that that holiday season at GameStop as a side gig and having to tell parents who had these who had these kids and these kids are like, I want to get GTA five. And, and it's like, you realize this game requires you to be 18 to buy it. Right. Also, I got my I got my mom here. And it's like it's like kind of like I was like, do you do you ma'am, do you know what? Do you know what your what your son what your son is wanting to get? That's yeah, just some video game. I mean, it can't. It's like, yeah, this game is pretty raunchy because you know it's Grand Theft Auto, yeah, kind of deal. And it's that just forewarning you. And then of course, seeing that this is the game that you know gave us Red Dead Redemption and and some of that, or this open world kind of concept, which Rocksteady really nails that open world. Uh, free traversing and kind of yep. thing. Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar, not Rockstar. Rock, Rocksteady Rockstar. does do the open world Batman game, so you're still okay. good on I'm, that. I'm, I'm partially there, but yeah, <laughs> it's just, it, to me, it's just like it's like one of those things. Like I personally couldn't get behind playing it, but seeing the writing, seeing the story and the world, and and seeing that whole thing with the open world stuff, and it's it's like there's a real powerhouse of creativity behind it yeah and it's, it's hard to believe the franchise only about 20 is only 20 years old yeah that yeah well specifically vice city is 20 years old the franchise I mean, is a lot older oh really what was yeah. the, uh, so there was a couple of games i i, I want to say this was what a playstation playstation 2 uh yeah it came out on ps2 and eventually on xbox the original xbox but so it's just it's just uh the october 29th marks the 20th birthday for vice city specifically okay not the franchise as a whole hmm. um but yeah it just wanted to uh, you know because it's being it's one of the one of the games in the franchise that kind of pushed that needle uh because of like you said the nature of the narration the story the characters the vibrancy of vice city because it was the first one to actually go and focus on an era. This takes place in like the 80s era. So it's rebuilding that South Beach, Miami Beach kind of thing from that time. So and it is also the voice casting because it's one of the ones where, oh, they got a big name movie actor, Ray Liotta, to voice a character in a video game. And that was unheard of at that time. So, yeah. And then I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of that. Yeah. Just looking at how now, and it's like you have these these predominant actors, or in some cases, the voice actors are more are more influential than the Hollywood actor. Oh yeah, so it's just it's just a highlight in the fact that it has been 20 years since Vice City, and like I said, the franchise started way before that. So you know that's another like 10 years that's before that. But it's just Vice City being particular. It's just a, wishing it a birthday. For a very great game that pushed the needle of the open world a little bit further um, with introducing indoor interactions, flying boats, and, you know, other character dynamics in the game. Well, speaking of open worlds, uh, our next story is talking about The Witcher, specifically the TV series. Yep. Uh, as you may or may not be aware, it was announced uh, recently that um, Chris Helmsworth will be taking over the role Liam. of Geralt. Yeah, Liam Helmsworth, his oh, brother. Liam Helmsworth. Oh, yeah. So it was Chris. Liam Helmsworth, yeah. Chris's little brother, yeah. is going to be taking over the role of Geralt in season four of The Witcher because Henry Cavill is exiting the show, which has the internet in all kinds of chaos. Yeah, it's 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 like a, I've never seen a, a barnstorm in a while of a said actor or actress leaving a role that they're known for and then being replaced and then just especially people when losing passionate yeah. about the source material because yeah. henry cavill i mean he's a geek's geek man yeah he I, is a geek I, 
would love to hang out with this guy he, and talk Warhammer and Witcher and, and all the other geek things. He makes uh, he makes dedicated time in his busy work to play them games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love it was an interview where it's like, are, are, are you an Xbox or PlayStation guy? He just kind of looks at him and goes, PC. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, but, and and I remember that um, that he was doing videos during uh, the lockdown of him building PCs. Am I correct? Yeah, I think, he yeah. did. He it was a real famous one. He did a he did a PC build. It was yeah. right about the same time uh, me and Saladin built our new PCs. Yeah. Uh, but it was just it's you know. And then the one interviewer is like, "Yeah, there's two sides to the Warhammer hobby. There's the miniatures, collecting and painting, and then there's the wargaming side of yes. it with the armies on the table. It's like." And it, it, it's like, yeah, this guy sounds like he'd be really fun to hang out with. Plus, he's a real down to earth, chill dude from what every from what what some of the stuff is saying, which is yeah. cool. I'd love to. You can only take that stuff so far without actually, you know, here's the opportunity to hang out, hang out and have a conversation. Right. He's definitely a down to earth guy and will do things. If you remember, there was a story we ran a while back in our odds and ends. Check out our catalog on Spotify. But um, where he went and his nephew, he went to the school with his nephew because his nephew said his uncle was a superman so his his mom called his uncle and he showed up to school with uh, his little nephew showing that yes his uh, uncle is superman so that just yeah. says how cool he is but but the interesting thing is is there's not a lot of explanation as to why henry cavill left yeah. at least nothing's been, been published there's, there's as of speculation yet. and a lot of rumors but you know i mean i don't want to subscribe too much to the rumor wheel yeah. but if it, it it sounds like we have a, it sounds like the reason i would venture to say it sounds like the reason he's leaving is create a difference with the writers yeah that's uh, that seems to be the case another coincidence which could be popping up is because you know everybody knows he's coming back into the role of superman uh, the Man of Steel. But the interesting thing about this topic, like you mentioned earlier, is just the, the, the firestorm on the internet. Oh, yeah. And how people, I mean, yes, Henry Cavill is a great actor. He does, you know, some other roles like Man from Uncle. He was in the Mission Impossible, a Fallout film. Um, he did a few other ones. But the thing is, is just how important is the role to a person than over, you know, moving the story beyond and can somebody else act in it? Because it looks like the Firestorm, you're not even giving Liam Hensworth even a chance yet because it's not even this next season, it's the fourth season. So it's after the third season. So it's just a scene like, and can that idolization blind people from actually appreciating what may be, you know, somebody well, that mean, does good in the it's, role. It's, 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 it's a interesting. Lot, it's a lot like the Joker yeah. conversation. Every time it's, it's they the announce Joker a new actor who's going to play Joker, it's everybody loses their loses their mind over it. Like, and until you actually he's see not my Joker, you know. Yeah, I mean, but I I want to give the actor a chance. Yeah. But I really I really wonder. I really love to hear. Okay. If you were you were so passionate about this project and so into it to leave three seasons in out of seven. Yep. For the seven season plan. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then the other thing, this is the other thing, is how is his departure going to affect whether or not they can get to Seven. Yeah, because uh, this is another thing. Since he has this big fan base, and a lot of people are already up in uproar. Some people even creating petitions, uh, you know, to you know stop production after season three. Um, how is that going to affect the bottom line for Netflix and the investment? And you know, you know, if people aren't watching, subs aren't coming in. There's that, you know, moolah that can affect that too. Yeah. But at the same time. You know, like you said, you got to give the guy a chance, whoever is coming into the role, because, you know, the story is a story, no matter if it carries on. Look at a, a Doctor Who. How many people have they had as Doctor Who? As Doctor Who? A lot. And they uh, still keep going on. Well, that actually has another little firestorm of its own. Yep. So because there goes David another fandom. Tennant came back as the Doctor. Yeah. And we don't we have to wait until next year when they do the 60th year anniversary of doctor who to find out what's going on with that because they already announced who's going to be the next doctor yeah. yet on the series on the finale 
uh, where Jody, Jody's character as the Jody's run of the doctor was done, and then she regenerated into David Tennant. Yes. So this is the first time we've had a legit re regen of a previous doctor, which yeah. we've it was hinted at in the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Tot Barker, uh, I don't remember his name. Ah, uh, begins with a T. It's like he played the museum curator and yeah. all of us in the fandom know it's like yeah, that was the fourth doctor that was that yeah. was the dude and he's <laughs> like you might revisit some old faces and matt smith's like okay okay are you sure are you sure and it's like this this back and forth which i thought was really great <laughs> but you know now we have this and it's like everybody's like well what is it's going like, on yeah and it's just that thing like you know not one person even though you know somebody if they think of a person you know iron man you know who you're gonna think of wolverine you know who you're gonna think of it's like you got to give the story a chance another franchise where they're always re replacing is the james bond franchise and that never really affects the bottom line and they make more and more money as they keep and going you, and you know what the actually the the interesting thing is is when you look at the shifts between the different actors who've played bond yeah you can also see a real shift in filmmaking. That is true. I, I mean, I would argue to for any film student or, or film connoisseurs, like, look at the way they did filming, special effects, practical effects, all of that. Look at, you can see in the evolution of Bond from one actor to the next, the style of filming changes, the types of special effects change the yep. locations yeah there's a and then there and then you can kind of see how in like the early and i'm just they just because this this was a subconscious thing and now that we're mentioning it, it's coming up it's like yeah when you look at the earlier ones like dr no goldfinger and all that everything and, and spy who loved me and and all that you had this very stylized kind of i mean it's the 60s that's the vibe for TV in the '60s, where certain it's like, style, you know, certain uh, certain social uh, accept what's accepted on screen versus reality, kind of stuff. You could see those lines. Yeah, and then you move through uh, all the way through the Roger Moore era, and then into Pierce, which is the '80s types of things. There's the the color palette shifts a little bit. The of course, obviously, you go from the '60s to the to the '80s. So there's definitely a stretch in the uh, in the clothing style, but then when you get into the Pierce Brosnan age, you now have a you can you could see the filming is capturing more detail and it's it, capturing more detail in the set pieces and the environment, and then you get into Daniel Craig, where it's like high quality video capture really feel and, and and it feels grittier yeah there's a grit to it and it always reflects that era like you mentioned you have yeah. the 60 bonds is different from the 80s bonds it's different from the 2000 bonds so you know everything's reflective of the aesthetic but that evolution is is that you know it's going to have an actor replacement whether it is because of you know it's time to move on or you know there's other circumstances it's like um the evolution of the character keeps going yeah so we got to see what happens it doesn't mean it's going to be good but it doesn't mean it's going to be bad no. so you know you got to give it a chance and it's just an interesting thing to just the highlight it's just because of that firestorm and just the fact that you know people idolize somebody in a role so much it's like they can't accept even a chance or give a chance to a new well, I mean, breed was, i remember all that stuff about nathan fillion playing uh hal jordan green lantern <laughs> i mean i Personally, I still believe he's he'd be his his style of uh, of character really it, it just screams Hal Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's speaking just... of which, there's that new one, the new Green Lantern show that's coming on HBO or whatever that's yeah. going to focus on John Stewart. That should be interesting. Yep. they're retooling it, so I'm curious to see uh, how they bring uh, John Stewart to life. So yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Alrighty. Um. So. Next one, we have uh, 
Oh, yeah, best pick predictions for the Oscars. Yeah, so we're moving into November, so it's kind of like the wheelhouse. This is when, you know, it's been, uh, you know, it's been knee deep in most of movies, and, you know, I review movies from end to end. So going into November, you know, you start to see or start to get a highlight of what people think might be, you know, the best pictures coming up near the end of the now year. This is this is the time of year where all the real serious films yep. that the the powers that be feel that these are award worthy contenders. Yep. And so these are, you know, we're out of the summer blockbuster season and we're moving into the winter season, which is the holiday films and these yep. serious yeah uh contenders for the various yep. uh oscar prizes so, so it's 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 oscar season right yeah it's oscar season but it also it takes into consideration all the films that came in prior but this is when it starts to bubble up because like uh we watched right off of uh before we started i showed you and you pointed out on that one trailer how you know you saw the film festivals mm -hmm. so this list is just uh, i brought up two websites and I brought up the two websites just to give two, you know, separate, you know, visions. But you can see that there's a couple of there's a few films that populate across uh, on both lists. So uh, like the one that I was showing the trailer for the Banshees of in in the Sharon is showing up as one of the uh, one of the ones. A film that we're looking forward to is popping up and actually getting a lot of buzz through the film circuit is Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. So that's popping up on a lot of okay. best picture list. Another well surprising one, but not really surprising that it happens when you have a big blockbuster is Top Gun Maverick is getting some nods, but we saw what it did over the summer. Um I mean, yeah. And uh, yeah, another one that seems to be translating across. If you've seen it, you can understand it. Is the Woman King? It is th this era's Braveheart. So you can kind of see how it's getting that push and whatnot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we'll see that yeah. one. Viola Davis is it's, is it's a powerhouse superb. actor. And if you watch that film, like like I when I described our review, check out our podcast before, and uh, like just her chameleon. She's a chameleon. She can go from being a jazz singer and Miles Rainey's Black Bottom to being a warrior uh, of a of a of a clan in the Woman King. It's just just oh, let's not forget my personal favorite role she does, and that is Amanda Waller. Oh yeah, in DCEU. I yeah, mean, she's she's it's she's like one of, she came out of nowhere on oh, yeah. that role, and it's like yeah, I'm 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 quite intimidated by her oh yeah and uh, just just naming some of the ones that you know are populating across the another one which came out earlier this year which people are still buzzing about is everything everywhere all at once which is that a multiversal kind of film with uh michelle yo mm -hmm. um so it's such a creative and colorful film so it's still getting the buzz and some that are coming up that haven't been released yet the fablemans which is spielberg's next film it's kind of like a semi-auto biography of his life but from what people are saying it's another hit it is Spielberg. What do you expect? I mean, it's Spielberg. Yeah. I mean, Babylon uh, from Damien Chazelle. If you recognize his name, he did his previous films he's done is Whiplash and La La Land. So he's doing another take. It's another take on like early style Hollywood and yeah. the awards. People love it when you talk about films and some other big wigs that are coming is Avatar just because James Cameron and he looks like he's pushing the, the film industry again to the next level with this film so that's uh, i mean that's what james cameron does yep. he doesn't have a lot of films but guarantee you you take each one of his films he pushes the envelope that everybody everybody repeats afterwards yep so those are the top tier contenders uh everything I'd else like to see where the whale falls in yeah the the whale is getting getting recognition but more so for brendan fraser so that might be one of those oh, films yeah. i mean where brendan fraser yeah. has been one of those he was an he was a 90s uh, early 2000s action guy yeah. and then he dropped off the radar yeah. and he came he's come back i mean he came back for doom patrol yep and now he's got this role and this role the 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 buzz on this role when we we're talking about it uh so i'd actually really want to i can't wait to, to get the opportunity to check this film out yeah and then just the fact that he's getting so many so much recognition and getting back into hollywood after this character yeah yeah so yep and that is one that is you know coming up another one which also dropped on netflix that's getting kind of buzz around the way is uh the remake of all quiet of the restaurant which i try i'm going to try to watch this weekend yeah. yeah, but yeah, those are some big ones. And I picked out those because those are the ones that are like the ones that are mostly popping up on a lot of lists. Uh -huh. So, you know, check them out uh, if you can. So, 
All righty. So I guess that leaves us with our odds and ends. Odds and endies. All righty. We got some odds and ends here, which uh, it's just to reiterate, if you're not familiar with this, this is where Rye gets finds these random stories on the internet and puts them together, and we kind of talk about them and just kind of give our re- reactions. Uh, try to include all the links into the show notes and description below. Yeah. Yep. If you're watching this on video, if you're listening to this on audio, again, should be in the show notes. Yeah. Just uh, just quick hitters, but not, always but, interesting. You know. So. All right. So first thing we got is uh, Pokemon Pizza. Yes, so this is a, a article from comicbook.com. So, you know, there's always, you know, restaurants, fast food joints, whatever. They like to do theme things. And around Halloween, you know, a lot of people like to, to do things. We mentioned one about Chipotle a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so this one is Domino's. And what they're doing for a limited time is uh, teaming up with the Pokemon company uh, to make special pizzas. But you can only get it for a limited time. So this looks cool. This is like a half Alfredo, half pepperoni with like a sausage or beef in the center to make it look like a Pokeball yeah so it's pretty cool i like that so for a limited time you can get this pizza from domino's and if you're a fan of pokemon you'll get this pokemon pizza and like you said it is in the shape of a pokeball uh domino i'm gonna have to see see if i can catch that if it's still going on yeah it's a holiday themed so it's only for a limited time yeah well you also have to be in south korea to get it okay well you know there's always um overnight shipping I mean, I'm about my pizza, but I think that's like that's going a little far, don't you think? That's like, you know, being a being the nerdy guy who sits there and orders Krispy Kreme when you when you're in Prague. Yeah, it is, but you know, it's good worth noting, and it's interesting, cool way of doing pizza. I think. Can you catch that movie reference I made? Leave your comments below. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on at a fast pace, ironically, uh, is the next article. Well. You know, we back in the day when some of us played racing games, maybe the NASCAR games, and we don't really know how to drive, uh, sometimes we would use the environment to get us to pass the other racers. So, what happened <laughs> this is, is this, is a, this is an article uh, from Kotaku, and basically in the last uh, race at Martinsville, this previous, I think it was this previous weekend, one of the racers, uh, goes by the name of Ross Chastain, decided, hey, uh... How can I get and move up uh, into a better position in the race? Well, what he did, he slingshotted against the wall on the final lap, and it got him up to fifth place. Yeah, so the, he went the from, article is titled, NASCAR Driver Pulls Some Video Game. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, so, GameCube, an interview after. Yeah, so he goes from 10th to 5th place in just a few seconds, and in his interview, he thanked, uh, like you said, the GameCube and uh, playing uh, NASCAR 2005 as a kid. And he decided, hey, if it worked in the game, let's see if it can work in real life. And sure enough, he jumped five spots in the race. And damaged the hell out of that car. You, and, could, you, see, you see this clip, and you see him just scraping that sidewall. Yeah. It's like... Man, that pit crew had to be <laughs> yeah. not too So, in the post-interview, uh, quoted from the article in Kotaku, he said, You could get away with it in the game, and I never knew if it could actually work. I mean, I did that when I was eight years old, so why not? You know, if it works as a kid, it might work as an adult, and sure enough, it worked. So, kudos <laughs> to kudos to you, Chastain, and using video games to your advantage. That's all I can say about that's that. True. That 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 that's right on brand for us. Yeah. This next one seems kind of fun too. Um, this is uh, this article. This, this article is from Gizmodo. Yeah. Which, if it's Gizmodo, we're already talking tech. Yeah, gadgets and whatnot, but a so, different kind of gadget. What yeah, kind of gadget, Scoob? Is, uh, this one's a pair of shoe shoe add-ons. Yeah. That uh, promises to increase your walking speed by two hundred fifty percent. Why? Because from what it looks like is as you walk, it's motorized skates that are pushing you forward as you as you walk. So it's kind of like kind of like thinking those airport terminals <laughs> where you have the escalator yeah. track that moves you in. That's what this one's kind of looking like. Yeah. So as reporting Gizmodo, the the strap-on designs allows quote the moonwalkers to use be used in almost any pair of shoes, and each unit features 300 watt electric motor that powers a set of eight polythrene wheels similar to what you'd find on a pair of inline skates so 
team of robotics engineers who spun off work at Carnegie Mellon University into a new company called Shift Robotics. These are called the Moonwalkers. Yeah. Might look like roller skates, but they add power and intelligence to experience. You never feel like... So you'll never feel like Wiley E. Coyote trying to chase down the Roadrunner yep. with an Acme rocket strapped to your back. So, you, hey, <laughs> hey, if you definitely want to get get, you know, get in and out for shopping during the holidays really fast, get a pair of these strap ons. You might be able to get out quick, my friends. Speaking of the holidays, our yep. last story. Yep. Is it's that time. It's that time of year, that people. Voice in your head. We all know it. And head uh, over nah, to Starbucks because nah. the holiday cups are here. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Starbucks always has theme uh, mochas during the year. You know, you have your 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 uh, pumpkin one, spice pumpkin, and you have the strawberry mint and all the stuff. But they also do theme cups. So as reported in The Hill, uh, they're bringing back this year's theme, which is like last year's, inspired by gifts. So, quote, they're going to have four new cups nicknamed Gift Wrap Magic, Frosted Sparkles, Ornament Wonder, and Cozy Evergreen. And each are designed with the blank gift tags on the back. Aww. So, yep. If you check out the article, you can see a picture of the cup. So you can go ahead and get one of those cups from Starbucks this holiday season. It's that time. Time that to get your hot chocolate on or your coffee mocha or whatever that is when you go there. Mix in the drink. Whatever's in your cup. I don't need to know, but enjoy it. All righty. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, much appreciated. If you're, fit, if you're enjoying the content, please leave a review. Uh, if you're watching us over on the YouTubes, be sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe like. if you're new, and hit the bell so you know when more videos are coming out. Ding, 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 ding. Um, if you're listening to us on all the podcast platforms, thank you. Make sure you leave a review. Uh, give us a five-star. Tell us how we're doing. Give us a five star to help the feed the algorithms there. Um, and then, of course, want to shout out and say thank you again to Sirenscape. Go check out Sirenscape.com for background music and soundboards for your tabletop gaming experience. Uh, if you want to do more than sharing and, and liking, you can totally do that. If you want, head on over to Patreon.com slash Scuba Studio. It is there uh, for those for if you want to take advantage of it. Um, thank you, Rye, for hanging out. You're welcome. Thank you, all of you. And we will see you on our ne uh, next week. So have a good one. Peace. Bye. <laughs>